Gar, the watchdog, met public spending watchdog earlier. But who had the bigger bark or bite on Kildare Street? The chair of the Garda Siakana Ombudsman Commissioner GSOC, Justice Rory McCabe, reiterated his calls for a significant increase in resources. But TDs and the Public Accounts Committee bit back, saying GSOC investigations were too lengthy and they queried whether the body may have prevented a greater use of force during the notorious Dublin riots. Um, Sarah McGuinness of the Business Post uh, this committee meeting earlier on involving uh, GSOC they'd been there before before the Public Accounts Committee looking for greater resources what was their key message today? Well, yes, resourcing was the message of the day. This was the second time in 12 months that GSOC appeared before PAC. And as you've mentioned, they have called for more bodies, really. They say that it's, they have kind of pointed out, and uh, Justice Rory McCabe, the former High Court judge, did say that, you know, funding has been increasing to the body. Um, Helen McEntee's department has been very forthcoming in that, but it's still not really enough. The um, Really what needs to be it, um, tackled is a recruitment and retention crisis, which can be said for a lot of public mm. sector bodies at the minute, unfortunately. Um, but uh, Grant Thornton, um, launched an investigation into GSOC and its performance. Um, there are currently 163 people working at the commission um, and they are saying that up to 180 new staff need to be recruited but really 239 people could be hired in order to kind of get this thing on the road and to get it functioning to the best of its ability. Um, Rory McCabe also highlighted how there's just no real pathway into the commission for people who are aspiring to go into it, particularly where investigators are concerned. There are 29 investigators at present and there needs to be at least 60 in order to deal with the massive backlog in um, complaints. Um, And what did we hear about complaints uh, in terms of the number of complaints and indeed how long they take to be resolved? Well, how long complaints have how how long the length of time that c- complaints are being processed has been a consistent bugbear between government and GSOC. Um, the nature of complaints was actually quite interesting to hear this year. So complaints have been rising steadily over the last um, couple of years. They actually decreased in between 2022 and 2023, but they've been consistently around the 2000 mark. So 2000 people have complained to GSOC about uh, the conduct of a member of Angarda Shia Khanna. And the allegations being complained in contained in complaints are rising. There's like at least 3000, nearly 4000 of them. And the length of time that, um, that GSOC are taking to investigate complaints while it's Coming down, it's still very high. It's like 244 days, I think, on average, which is a long time. What was interesting to see is how many complaints have been kind of deemed inadmissible, up to 50%. 50%. Yes, are just kind of being considered a bit frivolous. Like if you, listening to the committee today, there was one um, example given about dirt on a member of the forces shoes that type of thing I was speaking to a member of PAC earlier today and they noted as well that 19% of complaints are in relation to customer service so things like Gardaí not answering the phone not being able to get in contact with the guard investigating a complaint you might have had so it's not that 
every complaint that is going into GSOC is of a really serious and heavy nature but there are still a lot of them and they're taking a while to and get we through. we know from rank and file Garthi as well and the representative associations that a complaint can have quite a significant impact on the member of the force and several members of the committee raised that as well today. Yes, of course they did. And it's not even just members of the force themselves, it's their families. Um, you know, it can be a very lengthy and drawn out procedure. Um, there's actually, it was disclosed today at the committee that there are um, 19 cases um admissible cases which are have been pending for about three years so they haven't been solved so this is kind of you know 19 Gardaí and their families still kind of navigating this while there are nine cases that have been opened for four to five years which is just kind of wild when you think about it um, but I suppose you know like the GSOC were saying today well like how are we supposed to keep reducing that time they are getting it down but they're saying how are we supposed to improve it more if Grant Thornton have literally issued a report saying that we are operating at half capacity here. The Dublin riots of November, they were also mentioned quite a few times. They were as well, which is hardly a surprise. Um, So the representatives in front of GSOC, which were, as we mentioned, Rory McCabe, but also his fellow commissioners, Hugh Hume and Emily Logan, basically said that um, the fears that, um, alleged fears from Gardaí that they were um, kind of nervous to use force on the public because they didn't want an investigation launched into them. They basically said that that had nothing to do with them. Yeah and I think Emily Logan actually quoted a survey as we can hear now uh, followed by a remark by Labour's Alan Kelly. The most solid piece of information that came out in terms of public reporting on that was from Assistant Commissioner Paul Cleary for the Eastern Region, who's doing an operational review, you probably know this, but he sent um, questionnaires out to all of the guards who were involved that night. And of all of those questionnaires that came back and people were asked about the use of force, specifically less than 5% of all of those people reported that they had a lack of confidence in use of force. It wasn't any reference to GSOC, but it was yeah. it was a confidence issue, but it was less than 5%. Uh, and that, that's the report from Paul Cleary. We have a recruitment and retention issue in Angarda Shikana. And there is a concern about GSOC. Deep concern. And the riots in Dublin manifested that concern in one night because Gardaí were afraid. They were afraid to act. It's as simple as that. I know some of them. They were afraid to act. And one of the reasons they were failed to act was because of, obviously, consequences for their career. But also a perceived zealousness when it came to GSOC as well. And I'm only expressing what Angarda Shikana members are telling me. Fina Falls, Cormac Devlin, you're the party's Dublin spokesperson. Just to pick up on that exchange, so Emily Logan saying a survey showing less than 5% of Gardaí um, have a lack of confidence in the use of force, yet we see what Alan Kelly said there, we've heard what else has been said. So so what is it? Uh, did the spectre of a GSOC investigation harm the lack of force involved in the Dublin riots? Well, if I can just say, to add what Sarah had said about the number of cases actually that are still pending, because it's something 
something that I raised uh, late last year and I raised today again at the committee with GSOC. Uh, even the nine cases that are outstanding over five years, the impact that has, it might not just be nine Gardaí, that could be several Gardaí and the impact that has on frontline policing and indeed, as Sarah said, their families, the individuals themselves and the complainants if the cases are serious. Um, so it's, it's got a wider uh, connotation. But going back to the Dublin riots, there was a perception immediately afterwards that maybe the use of force was diminished in some way because of fear. But from what um, Emily Logan said today, uh, there's been, I think, five complaints is what she had said uh, in the aftermath of the Dublin riots. But a five percent in a survey of guards citing that they have that a lack of confidence but it's more than a perception. The former policing authority chairman, Bob Collins, he said that there was some reluctance among some Garda members to use the powers available to them. So uh, I know you have the survey, but is it still a, a not a real concern, perhaps, that the spectre of an investigation over Garda prevented the use of force that night? Well, I think, I think Owen, if you, if you couple the, the length of time that cases are taken with GSOC, uh, obviously, there's a fear because the implication it has for a guard if a case is or if a complaint is made against him or her. So, yes, that may have been in the background and that's something that we have to be conscious of. Um, and obviously, they need extra resources and that's something that the government are willing to give to try and ensure and additional funding has been given to GSOC, has been said. Um, and that will continue to be if, that's, if, if the demand is there. But what we need to have is we need to have GSOC efficiently resourced. It needs to be efficient in its yeah, and deliberations. We'll, we'll pick apart the, the budget in a little later on. Uh, Cahill Berry, what's your view on, on this? Uh, was it a factor? Uh, absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, was it the dominant factor? Probably not. But I think the dominant factor there in relation to poor response was actually the poor response, the poor collective response uh, and probably poor intelligence as well. After the stabbing happened in the afternoon, th- there was no anticipation of, of riots because we haven't seen them really in about 20 years. Mm-hmm. So was it a factor? Yes. Has the p- pendulum swung too far in one direction? I would say yes. But if you look at the, the follow-up guard operation, you know, for, for, for the following days, for about 72 hours afterwards, they had no problem drawing batons for those 72 hours. So once the clarification was provided, um, the frontline police uh, had no problem. And what of those lengthy investigations that Cormac Devlin has cited? Yeah, completely unacceptable, really. Um, look, the, the medical council, this is what my, my doctors had on, they, they have a much better system in that they filter these uh, these complaints that Sarah was mentioning, the frivolous complaints, very, very quickly. Um, and they can focus in on the more, the more uh, substantive complaints. I'm not sure, I'm not convinced that the, the GSOC have that process. The, the initial preliminary inquiry needs to be much more efficient you to, to sideline all these frivolous, vexatious, spurious complaints and then focus on the ones that really are valid and should be admissible. Rory O'Marrakul. Well, look, if you're talking about the Dublin riots on the day... I, I, I think most people would agree like an awful lot of us were in Leinster House at the point in time that it happened and we all thought something's kicking off here anybody that went on social media so there was I think it's fair to say a failure to react right and and like you know what I mean I, I, I think we've fairly gone over that in relation mm. to Sinn Féin's position around yeah, that but right. the, the use of force no, 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 no. being greater uh, and, and I, I see we have the questionnaire that says in around 5% now or maybe just under that's still a considerable amount of people that obviously were, were worried initially and, and obviously there was clarification that happened but the fact that that clarification needed to happen means people were worried in relation to it have I heard anecdotal issues even in relation to other incidents where guards may have held back because they were afraid of you know what I mean 
of a GSOC investigation, yes. Do we need GSOC? Yes. Can we have the guards investigating themselves? No. Is there an element of that happening because GSOC at this point in time is understaffed and we know that I think it, there's a business uh, case that is in in front of the department. I think it's since July. We really need movement on that. Like we're talking about, we need in around 320 um staff in GSOC and we have around 163 so like it's obviously not fit for purpose at this point in time it can't do the business it needs to and yeah if we're talking about cases like criminal investigations taking I think it's over 240 days at the minute 244 yes 244 yeah and then I think at one worst case scenario was 366 while back in 2019 in around 114 days just before I I pivot away even 5% of Gardaí having a lack of confidence in this research conducted by Assistant Commissioner Paul Cleary is even 5% good enough Rory no of course it's not and that's also afterwards you know what I mean? They may be people who went out initially with a worry and were obviously were uh, when the clarification was given, they may have felt all right at that circumstance in relation to what they could do. But there was, a, you know, I'm, I'm going to work on the basis that could have been a greater amount of people initially. But I think it's fair to say the Dublin riots on that particular day were not in any way well dealt with, mm. particularly in the beginning. Now, I do understand it's it's not an issue. You know what I mean? Yes. It was a dreadful issue. The people who caused the damage are those that went out and rioted. And what about, sh- to, to, to pivot away to the issue of resources, Cormac Devlin, um, GSOC's budget, we heard, is up from 13.7 million in 2022 to 19.6 for 2024, a hike of 43% in just two years. And perhaps they're looking for more resources as well as they become a, a new body, as we'll right. Discuss momentarily. Should even more resources be forthcoming from the government, given what is already a substantial budget? Uh, yeah, and we touched on that today as well at the public accounts because um, one of the reasons for the additional um, resources that have been allocated already is uh, issues that had arisen previously around their ICT capabilities or lack thereof, uh, and indeed uh, their security arrangements for GSOC. Uh, given the high sensitive nature of the documentation and information that they're dealing with, uh, they had to highly they had to heavily invest in that in the last couple of years hence why that increased funding was given According as well to as your staffing. colleague on the committee Verona Murphy 90% of the body's costs are on staff so is this value for money? Well I mean look there, there obviously there needs to be a review of that but as I, as I highlighted uh, we went into that today in terms of their expenditure uh, we're looking at their accounts for 2022 and it's clear that they've invested in areas where they needed to and one could argue it shouldn't have been it shouldn't have taken stories in the media to try and drive that uh, there was genuine concern as we saw last April there was a high profile case of which a staff member has since left the organisation Yeah we're not talking about that now no, tonight No I understand that but uh, you know issues like that where GSOC it came to their attention uh, and so they've invested heavily in those uh, areas where they needed to um, on the issue of 90% obviously you know they need to examine that and that will be de- uh, decided and examined within the Department of Justice as well Cahill Berry, Independent TD, what do you think? Um, Everybody is looking for money from the government at the moment. So what of this request for extra resources from GSOC? Yeah, look, it makes sense. Uh, first of all, you need to ensure that the resources you do have are being spent efficiently. Um, but as, as Verona was saying there today, if 90% is on staff, and if you're looking to increase the staff numbers, and if that's been independently verified by, by Grant Thornton, then obviously yes. Are you uh, convinced the current resources are being used efficiently? 
Well, as we said, I'm not convinced that the initial filtering process is as efficient as it should be. And if you talk to any of the frontline guardy out there, they do feel like they're under the microscope, far too much so under the microscope. And that, as I said, the pendulum has swung. A comment was made to me there recently that uh, they feel, some members of the guardy feel that, that they are under more surveillance than some criminals. And that's how things have got at the moment. I think the pendulum needs to come back towards the centre and we need to return to robust uh, policing when it's required. How do you change that? Well, uh, I, I just mentioned there only a few minutes ago that the, the initial response to the Dublin riots was hesitant and reluctant. But once clarification came from the Garda Commissioner that he had the backs of his frontline Gardaí, they were well able to get uh, stuck in and have a much more robust response for the subsequent 72 hours. So clarification um, and knowledge that the Garda Commissioner has their back if things go wrong. Extra resources, Rory and Marku, or, or perhaps a review of the current resources? Well, I don't think anyone has any difficulty with a review of the current resources. But look, the fact is it has been independently verified that to deliver on the new FISRU um, Office of the Police Ombudsman, um, it's going to require in around 320 staff. So I, I can't see how we can, can deliver the service without actually delivering upon that. Now, I have no difficulty, I don't think anyone will, in relation to filtering scenario and that we actually reduce the time around criminal investigations. And here, while accepting that we may have to also deal with issues where at times um, GSOC would have made complaints that they didn't necessarily get the information mm. as quickly as possible from the Gardaí. So look, I, I think you involve all stakeholders and it will be better for the Gardaí. Mm. I know myself, I've had many superintendents and, gar- and chief superintendents who have said see if there are issues to come up I need to know about them so we can deal with them and so we can offer a better service to the people and out there a, a new act is coming in which we heard at the committee from the commissioners will speed up investigations and perhaps address some of the issues we've highlighted over the past few minutes but Sarah McGuinness a, a new act and, and a new name as well so what exactly is, is going to happen in the weeks and months ahead Yes yeah, so exactly so through Office of the Police Ombudsman was um, the legislation paving the way for that was passed only this week so that will be established in July and um, it was the chair of GSOC who said that this is going to have new structures new management and a lot of work to do so they certainly have their work cut out for them they're like you know the the whole kind of case that GSOC were making today in terms of resourcing was so we want to leave this organisation in the best shape possible for those who are going to come in and take over. But there are clearly a lot of issues at play here. And I think it's also interesting that this is all set on the backdrop of a very fractious time in Angarda Siakana. There has been Drew Harris hasn't had the easiest time as mm. Garda Commissioner and um, we've touched on there about the response to the riots and um, prior to that though, there was that seismic vote of no confidence in his leadership. Mary Lou Macdonald was only in these studios the other day and was asked by um, your colleague who presents this week, Justin, Justin McCarthy, if she would keep Drew Harris in his position should she be elected to government. You know, that is how much of a hot topic leadership in Gardaí, in on Gardaí is at the moment. The mood isn't great. The morale isn't great. And, you know, this kind of doubt, I suppose, in its... Um, 
internal policing and governance, I guess, is not likely to really improve that situation. So those who are coming into Fisher will certainly have their work cut out for them. And as we say at the moment, GSOC has 23 vacancies uh, and 163 staff at the moment. Uh, And when it becomes the new body, it could need as possibly as many as 239 extra people. Uh, Are those targets achievable, Cormac Devlin? Yeah, I think I think it's up towards 239, including I, uh, I might be at least mistaken. 180, as many as 239. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think look, is that achievable? Uh, yeah. In the current environment, and we'll probably touch on it later on as well. It's very hard for any organisation to recruit uh, and to retain staff. But certainly, I think the um, the model under the new legislation that Sarah spoke about that came through this week or that was approved by the law this week, that's going to help uh, is the, the new, new model worth the paper it's written on if the resources aren't there to well, implement it? Well, obviously, uh, nothing can happen without the resources. So definitely, uh, they will need to uh, recruit, but it depends on how much. There's a certain streamlining that's going to take place uh, and it depends how many staff they'll need at that point. But the Grant Thornton report does indicate that there is certainly a need to increase staffing. And as I say, that's something that will be considered by the Department of Justice. Are you confident they can get these numbers, Cahill Berry? Uh, they can if they go international. Uh, I think a, a good makeup of GSOC would be international frontline police uh, retired people who come in who understand frontline policing, have a, a good sense of perspective. So if you go to um, countries abroad and try and recruit there, and you should be able to populate your, your orbit. No we, we heard today that uh, that would be costly though, wouldn't it? This going international or how costly might it be? Well, it's the same thing, just uh, recruitment uh, affairs. Uh, if you want to go to Australia, you want to go to Canada. A um, number of GSOC people are from the uh, Australia and uh, New Zealand already. So it's just a matter of um, increasing the level of recruitment over there. We heard today as well that some of the investigators in GSOC are former members of the Defence Forces. Uh, might that be something that should be explored in a greater sense? What sort of dynamic w- would that bring as well? You yourself being a former member of the Defence Forces to be investigating the Gardaí. Yeah, I look, I think it's a good thing, but I think any type of diversity is a good thing. Um, but let's remember that frontline policing is about operational mindset, operation skill set. So if you want to have an investigator uh, in an oversight body, you want to make sure that they also understand how difficult it is to be on the beat and the risks that people have to have to sustain. So uh, I think, look, frontline retired police uh, officers from around the world would be ideal uh, to get into GSAC. people in defence forces as well. Yeah, no, well I, I think we'd all agree in relation to that. Um, the, the other thing, Barry, is, and it's to repeat, the fact that the business case has been in front of the department since last July, so we really need to see action. Last July. It. Why is that, Cormac Devlin? Uh, well, it, look, it's it's not as straightforward. The legislation itself needed to be passed. That's done this week uh, and the department are working on it. Uh, and there is the recruitment element. But at the same time, as we've discussed and as you have raised, there are complaints going on for a long period of time and families who are in limbo, guards are in limbo. I've spoken to some of them myself. So why then take so long to implement this business case? Or? Well, it's, it's something, again, uh, that I raised earlier with the public accounts that um, it, the new legislation and the the new model of the organisation won't actually have any bearing unfortunately on the cases that are outstanding. The cases that are outstanding we've asked for further information to come from GSOC uh, non-identifiable information obviously um, but it, it's, it's you know it's a huge bugbear for us to see people who are caught up in limbo effectively uh, without their case being heard and, and a decision being made. Yeah, right. Justice has to be swift and this certainly isn't swift and also look 
But and without the resources, how long, not, a, how long should it take to resolve a complaint? Do you think, Rory? Well, look, if we were able to deliver at one stage 114 days, we we should uh, at least aim to start there and drop below. You know, and I get certain cases will be more difficult than others. But if we don't have the numbers that are required to do the business, it's no wonder we have the issues we have at the moment. Well, let's see what happens with GSOC or the new entity when it's with us in July. A few of you getting in touch at this to 51551. The terms of reference for GSOC need to be appropriate. The Gardaí have always shown great courage in defending this republic in times when democracy was under threat by rioters, bank robbers and killers of Gardaí and the Irish army. The focus needs to be reset. When another person in here, what about the Garda Reserve not being of use at all? Says that person with that strident opinion uh, on that one.